Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. And hello, Sam. It's uh, the Keegan Odyssey yet again. Today is yep. part 15 of what yeah. the uh, the experts... What's that fellow called that does the, the, the polling on the election? Is it Professor John Curtis? Who, yes. Who accurately predicts what the, the election result's going to be almost he, spot on. He doesn't, on though. He time. always gets it wrong. Does he? Oh, he seems to have some kind of authority about... What he says, though, yeah. I, I, I mean, choose because to he looks him. like a professor. <clears throat> yeah, slightly scruffy suit and tousled hair and all that sort of thing. A pair of spectacles. People would take us more seriously. We could easily be taken seriously <laughs> if it was part of our agenda to be taken seriously, yeah. which it isn't. No, stop really. But if we were, if we wanted to be taken seriously, it'd be easy. We'd yeah. go out, we'd get ourselves some glasses, we'd have an unironed shirt, an old tie with gravy stains down it, and you yeah. can easily get like a tweed jacket from a charity shop. Yeah, shelter, um, Heart Foundation, one of them couple of quid yeah yeah i'd probably grow my hair out because although i'm bald mm. there is sufficient air patches of hair on my head that if i grew them out they would look strange and professorial eccentric yeah yeah it'd look eccentric so i'd just have weird patches and strands so, yeah, growing out all over the I'm shop not, I'm, not, I'm not bald i just choose to have my hair short but if i did grow it out I, i'm think i might grow it actually because there's all sorts of colors in there now there's bits of white and gray and uh you know i might look exotic and uh, what do they call it? Silver fox. So I might go for that. But uh, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll... It's the salt and pepper look. Yeah, yeah, the birds would love that, wouldn't they? So uh, we'll do that, and then we'll they become... love it. It would make you look like George Clooney, mate. Yeah, definitely. And together, what a team we'd be. We could go out on the town, right? I mean, notwithstanding the fact that I'm married, but I'd just be there as your wingman. Yeah, of course. They'd go, fucking hell, isn't that? Um... That's <laughs> isn't that George Clooney with <laughs> Professor John Curtis? <laughs> <laughs> ah, what are they doing in Sunderland Weatherspoons? Well, I don't know. Let's go over and get talking to them, find out what's going on. Probably find out do, what the tickle is. They're probably doing some election predictions. Excuse me, sorry to interrupt. Yes, we know what you're going to say. We are George Clooney and Professor John Curtis off of Newsnight. <laughs> and the We're films. Just talk- and films. We're just talking over... We're just spending some time predicting elections of the future. <laughs> Feel free to join us, ladies. <laughs> Would you both like a fishbowl of blue drink? <laughs> <laughs> These straws are recyclable straws. The... The pla- the paper ones because we both particularly George feels very strongly about the amount of plastic straws yeah. floating in our oceans. So just tuck in on this extra long paper straw into your blue drink. He'd be like George insisted on it, but I'm not that arsed really. About the straws. <laughs> yeah. Me me personally, I love a plastic straw. <laughs> I just find that it, it's smoother the way the drink gets into your mouth it's just that way. more robust, do you know what I mean? You drink out <laughs> of a paper straw, you find yourself nibbling on the end of it and it all starts to cave in on itself. Load of shit. Goes all mushy. 
Don't know why they're bringing them back. Give me a plastic one any day. I keep telling George, don't I, George? <laughs> yeah, 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 you'll but, have to do, like, a bad American accent. Yeah, boy, come on, John, it's not about you, it's about the planet, you know? Get wise, John, get wise. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. <laughs> oh, I don't mind him, though. I mean, he's a pain in the ass with all that bollocks he goes on about, but he's a good lad, aren't you? He's, he's a good a, lad, really. He's got a few bob in his pocket, he always gets his rounded, you know what I mean? That's all I want from him, mate. Yeah. Now I know what you're thinking, ladies. You see me on TV and in all the magazines with my beautiful wife. You know, the one who's a top human rights lawyer. I can't remember her name. But don't worry about that. We're having a trial separation. And that's what brings me here to Sunderland. She said it's okay if I play the field for a while, you know. Maybe we'll get back together, maybe we won't. But tonight could be your lucky night. I'm staying in the travel lodge. Yep, the one next to the Weatherspoons. <laughs> My room is room 3A. <laughs> I'm just going to leave this key card here on the table. You can take it or not take it. It's up to you. Yeah, we do that. How do we get onto that? No idea. Well, you said that Professor John Curtis, if that ah, is his name, yeah, um, I, 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 said something about this. Yeah, he's estimated that we're going to do 56 episodes of this Keegan Odyssey. And if we oh. if we carry on doing five minutes of shit like that at the beginning of each one, it could be 75. Yeah, good. But uh, why not? Hey, no one's complained yet. What so, else has anyone got to do? Not exactly. You know, not much. We're, we're just all fiddling while Rome burns, aren't we? Yeah. Um, where were we with Keegan? He had just been... Uh, the, la- the last sentence, basically... <clears throat> of the last bit that we did in the last episode talks about uh, when you've been put on your knees in the way I was like a man waiting mm. to be executed it is not something yeah. that is easy to forget <laughs> so, no so we ended on a high but um, it, it was England duty and it it was the era when Don Revy had just come in Joe Mercer had been caretaker manager uh, trade union leader Joe Mercer but that's that, me that, I'm done I've had my <laughs> time it, it, it was fun while it lasted but believe me I'm not in this for the long term no thank you no to, fear I got to see Eastern Europe uh, I got some deals <laughs> done it fucking it was a fucking eye opener I'll tell you that <laughs> I might have got some deals done but fuck me the lifestyles they lead out there Jesus Christ I'm not be going back there in a hurry you know, it was fun while it lasted, but I had my eyes open, and that's me. Back home. You won't catch me back on the continent in Ori. Back in my comfort zone. I tell you what, I can't see that fucking Berlin Wall coming down in my lifetime, and all them <laughs> fuckers streaming through. Jesus Christ, it'll be murder. <laughs> <clears throat> so so he, was ret- he, he was happy to go back to his missus. <clears throat> And uh, Don Revy gets in charge. Don Revy takes over, and uh, I believe Don Revy speaks something like, Right, I'm Don Revy. I'm in charge now. <laughs> Forget about Joe Mercer. Revy's your man now, so just fucking heads down, fucking balls out. Let's do this. World Cup 76. There isn't a World Cup in 76, boss. Fuck that, whatever. Hey. I'm the boss now. I say when there's a World Cup and when there ain't. When I tell you there's I'm a World it Cup forward. on, there's a World Cup on. <laughs> Balls out, lads. So, um, Kev says, I can't pretend I was too chuffed initially about Don's appointment. In fact, my heart sank because for us Liverpool lads, he was the enemy. Being a mm. Liverpool player, I had to think that way. I hated everything his Leeds team had stood for and there was so much needle between the two sides. 
Uh, I even wondered whether he might take a malicious sense of pleasure from being the manager to finish my international career. See, this is what I've done, right? It was all going really well for me at Leeds, but I thought this isn't enough. What I'm going to do is I'm going to weasel my way into the England job specifically so I can fucking wreck the international career of that Kevin Keegan cunt. Leeds, <laughs> I've had enough. It's finished. I've done everything I need to do. Done. It needs to start getting personal now. He had a fight with my man Billy Bremner and the fucking charity shield. I'm not fucking having that. I'm going to take over he England knew. and ruin him. See if I don't. I told him that day at Wembley. One day, Keegan, one day when you're least expecting it, I will be back to haunt you like a fucking poltergeist. Right? But I won't be dead. I'll be what's called a living ghost. Right? <laughs> I think they call them zombies. I'll be like a fucking zombie. I'll be a zombie back from the fucking dead. Just when you think I'm dead, that's when I'll be at my most powerful. You know, like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, no, Fox Star Wars hasn't come out yet. <laughs> but I've been re- I've been reading over. I've got this mate. I've got this mate in, in Hollywood type he is. Right. Fat punts. Professor John George Curtis Lucas. is called. Yeah. Uh, me, me and John Curtis, who's a young, dashing academic, right, he's getting into the polling business, we went on a jolly sea over to California, ended up in a pub with this fella, George Lucas, right? He's found out about my background and said, hey, i got something I'd like you to take a look at, right? He's pulled out this dusty old fucking envelope, right? He said, have a fucking butchers at this, Right, I've written a fucking space film and I'm trying to get it made. I'd appreciate your notes. Well, fuck me. It were absolutely awful, right? I says to him, fucking gay robots, right? Little fucking dwarfs, laser swords. This is crap, mate. Have you been to the movies recently? That's not what people want. People want films about the mafia. People want films about, you know, water shortages. You know, like Chinatown, right? That's what that's what gets bums on seats. You have a look. Fucking... You're fucking in Hollywood. Get over there, buy a copy of Hollywood Reporter. Look at the top ten films this week. Nine of them are about water shortages. <laughs> there is not one mention of fucking water in this bollocks that you've just given me to read. I can't see it anywhere. There's no shagging either, right? It's a load of shite. He said to me, you never guess what he said. He said, Tom, do you think I'm fucking thick? Right? I know it's shite. Right? I know what it is. It's, it, none of it makes any fucking sense. But I reckon I've got some traction with it, right? Because I've managed to get fucking, what's his name involved? Alec Guinness. You know. Out of the old uh, Ealing comedies. Ealing comedies right? from Kind Arts and right? Fucking He's going to play film. the fucking old man, isn't he? <laughs> right? So once you've got major fucking A-League talent on board, then anything's possible. Rest rights itself, you cunt. What I want, I've seen what you've done with Leeds United. <laughs> it was fucking incredible, right? How you turned that ragtag bunch of fucking hooligans into a championship winning side was beyond belief. Now, if you can do that for Leeds United, what can you do for my fucking space film? <laughs> So it, he's offered me points. He says, if I edit the script, attach my name to it, you know, as its producer, <coughs> right, then, then you know, he'll give me points on the back end. I've said, listen, <laughs> I'm about to take the England job. I've no time for pissing about with your poxy fucking space ideas. I'll tell you what I'll do, though, because I like you, you're a nice bloke. I'll give you a couple of ideas for free, right? And if they come off, then 
you can come back to me anytime you want, right? And you you buy me a drink, right? <laughs> buy me a drink. Now here we go. Have you thought about little plastic fucking action figures? He said, "What the fuck are you on about?" I said, "If this film kicks off, which, as I've made clear, it's fucking unlikely, but if it does." The kiddies are going to want to fucking play it, aren't they? So why don't you manufacture plastic fucking figures of the cunts who are in the film? The gay robot, Alec Guinness, all them fuckers. Right? The big fucking bear that you got walking around like a cunt all over the place. Right? Make a fucking plastic one of that. It's like when I did the little sock tags on the socks at Leeds United. It's a little bit of a twist. Merchandising. Always think merchandising. Now I'll leave you with it's that. I've got to go. It's the fucking sizzle on the steak, isn't it? It's fucking obvious. Curtis, what do you think? Well, I don't really know. I don't the prediction game. I, 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 I don't predict- listen to him. <clears throat> Curtis, by this stage, was off his fucking tits, pissed off. <laughs> He's trying to get hold of a like fucking couple of bits of Fanny at the bar, who later turn out to be Farrah fucking Fawcett <laughs> and Sally Field, right? Anyway, he's getting nowhere. He's gone out back to throw up in the bin alley, and I've said, look, that lad George is getting these fucking drinks. Let's just get back to the fucking hotel and get some fucking shot eye. And that were it. Next thing you know, it's a fucking knockout hit, and he's selling fucking plastic figures. Did I ever hear Batman a cunt? No, I did not. Didn't even get me fucking drink. The fucking prick. <laughs> this is it. And then Kev admits that he was wrong. He was wrong about Don Revy. He says Don was not always portrayed kindly, but there was a lot more to him than the popular caricature of the hard-faced gruff Yorkshireman. There was a soft focus, Don Revy, he says. Here, here, ghostwriter, ghostwriter, put this in. <laughs> Don Revy, right, but in soft focus, like in the films. Lovely side, bit of, vas- it, bit of Vaseline on the lens. Mm. See what? It takes us back to the film theme. Yeah. You know, going back to Don's time in Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it all links in together, doesn't it? He always spoke with a deep respect to Liverpool. There was never any favouritism towards the Leeds players. His team talks were incredible. And sometimes he and we <laughs> would be close to tears by the time he finished. <laughs> what the fuck? <clears throat> he doesn't elaborate. Stop fucking crying, Keegan. We've got a game to play. <laughs> a little bit more. Your words are so powerful. <laughs> you play pictures with them. It's like it's like the world is a canvas and, and your tongue is a paintbrush. <laughs> yeah, there we go, Keegan. That's part one. Make you cry. Part five. End your fucking international career. Get ready, it's coming. <laughs> he doesn't really say what he says in these uh, in these, these these memorable team talks. He says he wanted the Wembley crowd to sing Land of Hope and Glory. It's fucking last night of the probs or something. Um, a lot of the lads were sceptical when he gave us our own team song. All of us sang it together over and over in the dressing room after we'd beaten Czechoslovakia in his first match, even after he'd gone out of the room. Some kind of fucking cult thing here. And there's a the lyrics. It's a grand old team to play for. It's a grand old team to see. Now, oh, I don't yeah. know if that's a, a standard or whether Revy's written that himself. I've heard that song. I thought that was a standard. Well, it must I've be. Heard people. Maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe Revy wrote it and it's gone into yeah, public domain. Uh, and if you know your history, it's enough to make your heart. It's a stupid song. Yeah, well, that's that. Um, it, unfortunately, these were the days before Alvita's own pet. Because really what the England team should sing is That's Living All Right, shouldn't they? <laughs> yeah. Anyone who wants to achieve anything in life should be singing That's Living All Right. Could you imagine if they're mind. all lined up nowadays? All the you know, Harry Kane. Yeah. 
Harry McKay, Harry Kane, Harry Maguire, um, Jordan Pickford, all the others, all the other cunts, and they're all <laughs> stood in a row at Wembley with their hands on their hearts. How do yeah. the words go? Working on the side from morning till night. That's yeah. living all right. That the, the crowd that's, all go. Then, that's living. And the crowd right. go. That's living all right. <laughs> And a pint with the boys in a bar full of noise. That's living all right, crowd. That's, That's living, living all right. There you go, new national anthem. <laughs> now that would in fucking inspire the team to go that. If we'd sung that out in Russia, it might have given us that extra oomph to get past Croatia. Yeah, definitely. It could get us through Brexit as well, hopefully. Jalapeno. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Jalapeño. Talking of Jordan Pickford, mm. sorry, this is probably for our other podcast, but just briefly, have you? Um, so there's a video going round of yeah. him having a fight in a bar. Have you seen it in Sunderland? Yeah, Sunday night. Yeah. What I like about that video, which is very unsavoury, and you know, I, as you know, I find violence upsetting. So, generally speaking, I didn't like it, but I like what starts it, which is a man <laughs> calling him Butterfingers. Mr. Butterfingers. Yeah. yeah. Which my mate, uh, Ollie in Dubai, sent me. I sent it to him and he went, what's great about this is the fact that Butterfingers, even outside of the playground, is enough to start someone having a massive brawl. Yeah, it's uh, like the exactly. worst insult you can give to a keeper. Oi, Butterfingers. You, oi, that crosses a line, right? You do not say that to a goalkeeper, right? Because a goalkeeper lives or dies on the stickiness of his fingers. <laughs> and you are implying that my fingers are slippery and buttery. And I'm afraid I'm going to have to fight you over this. <laughs> <Take> you outside. <laughs> this- it's just like, you think, if you saw the clip of the fight, which ends up being a massive melee, yeah. right? You would think to yourself, what started this? Someone must have said something about someone else's missus or their mother or something really bad has gone on, yeah. right? If you rewound, it said, what started this massive all-in <laughs> Wild West-style 20-man fucking bar brawl was one man calling another man Butterfingers. Yeah. You'd, you wouldn't believe it, would you? But that's actually what happened. Because I think there's two or three separate clips. Someone needs to edit them together yeah. so that it just starts with, Oi, Mr. Butterfingers, and then quick cut to <laughs> brawl, fight, punch, punch, <laughs> fight. Real life doesn't really reflect <clears throat> social media because on Twitter there's all this like terror. People go, oh, 
discourse has become so toxic and horrible in the modern age because of Twitter and people are such horrible, hateful language towards each other. But out in the bars of Sunderland, it's quite simple, playful stuff like Butterfingers that really gets people going. Nincompoop. Hey, Mr. (laughs) Nincompoop. (laughs) Oh, you silly Billy. Hey, liver lips. Yeah, you. (laughs) (laughs) You duck Um, plot. (laughs) You wally basher. (laughs) Bang, 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 poof, poof. (laughs) Fight, fight, fight. Um, Onwards. So he wanted them, yeah, so they all sung, if you know your history. Yeah, Yeah. it's a grand old team to play for. That's living all right. Um, I mean, even the, even the theme tune from the second series would work. Back with the boys again. Do, 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 do. That's what you sing when you come back to a training camp. Yeah. That's what they should blast as you arrive at St. George's Park. Yeah. Having been away with your clubs for a few months, when you arrive at St. George's Park to meet up. Back with, back the, with the boys, boys again. again. The whole, um, well, last time I looked anyway, the, the whole Avedis and Pet soundtrack is on Spotify. Well worth a listen. You get all them songs and loads of the fantastic incidental music as well. <laughs> what sort of incidental music well, I, is I, there? I'll, I'll drop a bit in now. There you go. Remember that? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Back to Kevin Keegan and Don Revy. Uh, Kev didn't agree with all of Revy's decisions. He says, I was as disappointed as anyone when he left us to coach the United Arab Emirates, which is a story in itself, isn't it? Fucking hell. Just took a bag of money. Lads, <laughs> lads, lads, uh, gather round. Stop singing for five fucking minutes. Will you stop singing and listen, right? <laughs> Now, I've got something to tell you. It's not good, right? It's going to upset you all. It's good for me, but not for you. Uh, I'm leaving you, right? No, stop crying, Kevin, right? (laughs) Let me explain. I've got my reasons. Now, I would not leave this job for anything. There is very few offers that could tempt me away from being the manager of my country. But I'm sure you can all understand that the offer of performing the same role for a country, or I don't know whether it's a club or country or what the fuck it is, maybe it's some sort of business, called United Arab Emirates. <laughs> Might be an airline, not sure. An opportunity too good to turn down. <laughs> Stop fucking crying, Kevin. Get down off Emblem User's knee, will you, for fuck's sake. <laughs> now, I've had two offers. One of them is this United Arab Emirates. Might be an airline, not sure. Sounds good, though. <laughs> Sounds very modern, sleek. And the other offer is uh, doing some consultancy work on Space Film, that new film that's coming out by me mate, George Lucas. I don't think it's going to be a hit, though, so I'm going to go with the airline. So, uh, TTFN! (laughs) Don't worry, I think Joe Mercer's coming back for a bit, so you're in safe hands. (laughs) Mercer's got some deals lined up down under, so you might be playing Australia soon. (laughs) Um, what else? It, it goes then through. It goes through a list of grievances against Don Revy. Um, <laughs> it riled the players that the manager was so close to a couple of Fleet Street hacks that we invariably found out the team via the newspapers. Uh, I could never understand why Alan Ball was cut adrift when he still had so much to offer. 
because Alan Ball just went on and on and on, didn't he? Alan Ball oh, was like not six years in retirement. Here. Yeah, Ke- Keegan and Alan Ball have a dangerous obsession with each other. I think Keegan just sees him as his his, his mentor because he's small and feisty and fucking and runs uh, runs, runs all over around the place. A lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, his spirit animal. Um, <laughs> Alan had just turned thirty. Alan Ball is Kevin Keegan's spirit animal. Yeah, I very much saw him as my spirit animal. Put that down. Hey, Ghostwriter, put that down. Uh, no, Kevin, I don't. I think that reference will be lost on a lot of people. <laughs> put it down. <laughs> Alan had just turned 30 and continued to excel in the top division for another seven years. Uh, it was far too easy, far too early, sorry, to sacrifice a player of that quality. The joke about Don was that it was difficult for him to fly on the England team. Fly with the England team because his filing cabinet did not fit on the plane. He was incredibly thorough with his tactical dossiers on our opponents. <laughs> that attracted a lot of debate. <laughs> right, here we go. I've got the dossier for this lot, Austria. <laughs> Here we go. Number one, prick. Number two, wanker. Three, cunt. Four, another cunt. Number five, wanker. Six, seven, and eight, dickheads. Eight, nine, ten, eleven. <laughs> Fucking no idea. Didn't get round to looking at them. Get yourselves out there. Knock it around. Sing the song. That's living all right before you start. No problem. Two points. <laughs> now, before you get out there, I've got a little bit of business to discuss with you. <coughs> Have a look at this. It's a prototype I had knocked up by a fellow Joe Mercenals down in Taiwan way, right? <laughs> it's, I'm going to call it a Corinthian figure, right? I gave this idea to my mate George Lucas out in Hollywood, right? I don't know whether he's picked you up, so I thought, why not do it for footballers? Now, as you can see, Kevin, I've got the prototype made of you. It's got a tiny body and a big fuck-off head. The kids are going to fucking love it. Now, you need to sign over all of your image rights to me, right? That way I can get a shit ton of them knocked up and we'll flog them off a table outside Wembley. I'll sort you out later on. Don't worry about it. Yeah. That idea never came to fucking fruition. Came back to bite us on the arse about 20 years later. Right, Kev, here's an envelope, right? It's got some money in it. Put it in your sock, and on the 23rd minute, you've got to give it to their number five. All right? No questions asked. (laughs) Don was ahead of his time, says Kevin, and what people perceived as faults then would actually be regarded as good qualities now. In six years at Liverpool, I was never given a file on the opposition. Heck, he says, we never yeah. even had a qualified physiotherapist. Like Bob Pearson, <laughs> didn't they? Fucking. Oh, now come on. Just walk it off, lad. It'll be all right. I've got this sponge. Put this sponge on it and just walk it off. I'll oh, drop. I'll get someone with suave figure. <laughs> I'll do a little karate chop on it. There you go. Good as gold. <laughs> We would say we were the best team in the country. Liverpool were the best team in the country, yet we used a Sabutio board for tactics. Different days, indeed, he says. Hmm. Um, Don's other obsession was team bonding, and again, some of the players didn't get it. What they didn't understand was that Don had no interest in finding the best golfer when he arranged golf putting competitions in the team hotel. It was purely to create some togetherness with a competitive element. Oh, Don's created some kind of putting contest in the team hotel. He must be wanting to find out who's the best golfer out of us. Mm, That feels a little bit ahead of its time. How could he use that information to our advantage? No, just fuck, fuck it. Look, look, Kev. I just want you to all just fucking get out of me fucking air. You've been training all day. You've been fucking yammering on in me here, left, right and centre. I just want you to all fucking go over there, play a bit of golf putting, have a bit of fun and shut the fuck up while I read me paper, all right? <laughs> <laughs>
burn off some of your fucking energy, will you, Kev? Especially you. This is why I dropped Alan Ball. Because there was no fucking knacker in that bastard, right? And I tell you what, you're on the precipice of the same happening to you. Right? You've got too much fucking buzz about you. No fucking sugar after 6pm. <laughs> um, we used to draw lots to our various rounds of two players against one FA Cup... Sorry, two players against one another FA Cup style, and each player has three goals to sink the ball. Stan Balls hated it. This is good. <laughs> Stan Balls, he had his first goal, knocked it miles past the hole. Second goal, whacked it even further, barely even looking. Third one, <laughs> bang again. Cheers, boy, see you in the morning. He said it was already walking off. <laughs> Fatness. <laughs> I'll see you later. I'm going down. He was actually from Manchester, Stan Balls, wasn't he? Was he? He oh, really was. <laughs> There's, there's no fucking, there is no um, way to satirise Stan Bowles because no. everything that we've been saying about these other characters was actually true of Stan Bowles. Yeah. He, I mean, he, he got subbed at Wembley once early <clears throat> and he just fucked straight off in his England kit yeah. to go down the bookies, meet up with his mates. He just thought, fuck this, they've subbed me off early. He walked straight down the tunnel, put on his coat over his England kit, went outside, got a taxi, went home. Yeah. <laughs> um, after Sunderland won the FA Cup in 73 we played QPR midweek a few days later and the, the FA Cup was on display on a table mm. and uh, Balls had a bet with one of his teammates that he could knock it off the table with a fucking long shot and he did he did it <laughs> there's loads of great I mean Stan Bowles' book Stan the Man is worth a deep dive at some point it probably but like is. I say it's beyond parody yeah we he, just he, have to read he, it he, out he, him and his best mate Don Shanks, um, they got they bought a second hand like a scrapped ambulance and they got it restarted. <laughs> and the reason they used it, right, was because they'd put the siren on so they could get it's everywhere in traffic when they were in a hurry. They'd get to the dog track <laughs> in time for a race. Noel Edmonds did that as well, didn't he? We bought, bought a London cab. So he could get through the taxi lanes and bus lanes and all that, yeah. And he put a fucking inflatable doll in as a passenger, which is taking it a little bit, so nobody would like hail it. You know what I mean? So you know the light. Yeah. Off. I mean, that's taking it a bit far. But um, it is a bit weird. But no you know, God, you. let's let's all fucking thank God that he didn't just, you know, capture and murder a human and yeah. then prop them up in the back. Yeah, I don't think he would do that, Noel Edmonds. But you know, I'm not know. saying he would. Again, another diveable book, probably. <laughs> Noel Edmonds' autobiography, but... Does it exist? I think there is one, yeah. There's a one from um, during the Deal or No Deal year, so it's full of all the mystic shit. So that'll be good. Fucking but, hell. Well, do you know what's weird is coincidences... Time. There's not enough hours in the day for us to do all this stuff. I, I, was, I was doing the washing up this morning, and I found myself thinking, I wonder if Noel Edmonds has ever done an autobiography. And then I started thinking even more deeply and thinking if he hasn't I would really like to go strike that for him because yeah. it would be so much fun we'll get to do some podcasts. and then an hour later you bring up the subject of Noel Edmonds is I mean it's just like Noel says cosmic ordering <laughs> because it's like yeah. if if I fucking think about it it will happen it's gonna fucking happen yeah I've got no control over why I said that it just came, no, it that came is through the cosmos, I mean, l- it? Listen, that is weird. A lot of coincidences. The universe is sending me a lot of signals at the moment, and I'm just going with it. And mostly I don't, it, no, I'm, no, I'm neither fearful nor excited by it. I'm just accepting. <laughs> Accept your fear. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> anyway. Yeah, uh, Kev says he grew very fond of Don, and uh, he spent a lot of quality time together when they were living in Marbella a few years down the line. 
a bit like a second series of Avida's impad. Um, <laughs> refurbishing the swimming pool together. Back with the boys. <laughs> <laughs> they refurbished uh, the swimming pool for Ali Fraser. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, now where are we? Try to disprove the theory that the golf was the perfect way to ruin a good walk. These times confirm my view he was a good man, and it was tragic to see him fall to motor neuron disease. Mm. He says, for such a proud and independent man, it must have been terribly upsetting that he needed assistance even to go to the toilet. Bit too much information there, Kev. You know, we didn't, uh, you didn't need to put that in. Yeah, uh, exactly. There's something about this bit that you think, he starts up again. In summary, this is the book's like take on Don Revy. It yeah. starts like this. People thought I'd hate Don Revy because he was such a bastard at Leeds. But I actually liked him. When he took over as England manager, I thought he was great and I had no problem against him at, uh, whatsoever because I'm a bigger man than that and I thought some of his tactics were really interesting and his methods were really unique. I thought he was great. But he was also a complete bastard because he was close to journalists and then he <laughs> fucked off to United Arab Emirates. So I hated him. But then I became friends with him when we both lived in Spain and I actually liked him. He was a really nice guy. It was such a shame that he were in a fucking wheelchair pissing himself and dribbling to his dying day like an undignified vegetable. <laughs> I had to buy him a fucking special spastic truck to get around the golf course on. I paid for that <laughs> out of my own says. fucking pocket. That's what he says. I bought a golf buggy so he could still come around the course with us. And he would sometimes have a bet on the little fella, as he called me. The cunt. The fucking Set. cunt used to call me the little fella. He called fella. me the little fella. I used to a... say to him, sorry, sorry, Don, what's that you call me? I can't understand you because you're not talking proper. <laughs> it must be he's... such a shame for you that you can no longer speak properly <laughs> like a human. He says, eventually he wasn't even able to drive the buggy. He was just wasting away. And that's the final nail in the Revy coffin from from Kevin Keegan. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it were a real shame. Anyway, I believe he's dead now. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> and I think, uh, anyway, my England career continued under Ron Greenwood. Continued to flourish and I became captain. <laughs> so uh, I think that's a, a, a timely point to end this episode especially given that the next section is about the IRA <laughs> yeah we'll, um, we'll pick that up with episode 16 I don't know if I've <clears throat> mentioned this to you um, and any of the, the canters but um, I think I have but I'm listening to the book back on audiobook at the you moment said, yeah. which is yeah. lovely and because it's very theatrical so I can recommend that to any canters who can't be bothered reading ever yeah okay Good yeah. stuff. Right, that's it from this one. We'll be back with another one next week and we'll have a new Kane Odyssey coming up in a few hours' time. Thanks for listening, everyone. Ta-da. TTFN, dickheads. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.